Welcome to the Reversing Diabetes Podcast with Delane ND, the podcast for people looking to correct chronic illnesses such as diabetes through lifestyle change. I'm Dr. Delane Vaughn. As a physician, I see many patients who are ill because of lifestyle decisions such as food choices. Typically, diseases such as diabetes are managed with pills or injections. This approach creates a vicious, expensive, and unhealthy cycle of medication and then more medication to address the negative side effects. As a physician and a life coach, I work with clients to resolve their diseases, get off their medications, and live a naturally healthy life. If you don't like the healthcare system in America, I recommend you use less of it by being naturally healthy. So if you feel there has to be a better, more natural way to live a healthy life, you are in the right place. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is episode number 138 of Reversing Diabetes with Delane MD. Today we are going to talk about emotional responsibility. I just did a training workshop through um, the coaching organization that I'm certified through and I thought this was just such an amazing thing that I really wanted to teach on the podcast. I think a lot of times we learn that the things that we believe, our thoughts, create our feelings, that create our actions, and that give us our results, and then we use that to beat ourselves up about it. And this workshop really did just such an amazing job of teaching emotional responsibility from a space of curiosity and seeing what we believe and how it creates our experience and our life, really, our results in the world. And is that something we want just from a space of curiosity, not from a space of I'm getting results I don't want and I'm going to beat myself up because that result's coming from something I believe. That is not helpful. That is not useful. That is not a functional way to create something different in your life. And I thought this workshop did a really great job of that, so I wanted to dig into it. So first off, we, I've, I've taught this before in the podcast about our feelings and our emotions, and they come from the things that we believe. I use a tool called the thought model. It's taught in cognitive behavioral therapy. It's taught in all sorts of psychological literature. It's taught in social sciences. It's taught in all these different places. But really, it is the way our brain works. Our brain is hardwired in a way that we will create evidence for the things that we believe, period, end of sentence. This is called confirmation bias. So when we have a situation or a circumstance and then we have a thought about it, that thought will create a feeling that will drive actions and those actions will create more evidence for the thought that we believe, the thing that we originally believed. So Let's talk for a moment about the difference between an emotion or a feeling and a sensation. So an emotion happens or a feeling, they're the same. I I, I refer to these things in the same way. When I'm talking about an emotion and a feeling, they're synonyms. And they are created by beliefs in our brain. They are, the feeling or the emotion is, a vibration in our body. Okay? A great example of this that we all have experienced is heartbreak. We have a thought in our brain that then we feel in our body as a vibration that we would describe as heartbreak or sadness or hurt. Okay. Another great example of this is that 
is butterflies in our stomach, nervousness, right? We have a thought in our brain that creates a vibration in our body that is nervousness or butterflies in our stomach or excitement. All of these things are kind of related. So recognize that when we have heartbreak, there's not anything actually happening. There's not a sensation occurring in our body, but it's something that started in our brain that we assign to our bodies, okay, as heartbreak. Unlike a sensation, these feelings and emotions, they're caused by thoughts in our brain. They are started in our brain. They originate in our brain and then are assigned to our body. Sensations are totally different. Sensations originate in the periphery of our body, what I call the peripheral nervous system. So the, you know, we have the central nervous system that is our brain and our spinal column. And then we have all the nerves in our body that go out from the spinal column to different parts of our body. That's the peripheral nervous system, the PNS. The peripheral nervous system has sensors that pick up information from our environment and we sense them and we bring it to our spinal cord, the spinal cord brings it up to our brain, and then our brain interprets that information. Sensations are things that happen outside of the world or outside of our brain, outside of our body in the world, right? Sensations are things that happen in the world that our body picks up and our brain interprets. Unlike feelings, feelings originate in our brain and our brain assigns them to our body, Senses, sensations, are things that we pick up from outside of our body and our brain interprets them. They originate outside our body and our brain interprets them. So what I am talking about today is the emotions, the feelings. We are feeling beings. This is part of the human existence. We feel and those feelings create our reality of the world, our experience of the world. Emotions and feelings allow us to give meaning to the information that we pick up in our external world. This is how we experience the world. And recognizing the importance of this allows us to really have the most agency over our experience of the world, right? This is where emotional responsibility comes in. When we realize the agency that we have, because emotions occur in our body but originate in our brain with our thoughts, recognizing the agency that we have over our thoughts, creating this emotions that give us actions and create our results in the world, our experience of the world, really is what gives us the most empowered experience of the world. This is what gives us power over our lives. So a lot of times we believe that the way that we feel comes from a circumstance in the world. But what I want to offer you is there is a step between these two, the circumstance and our feeling. There's a step between those where we have a lot of agency and responsibility in order to create what we want in the world. So I'm going to use the example of our diabetes and how women come to me with the experience of their diabetes and they can't figure out how to do it differently. Okay. So 
Sometimes women will have a lot of different feelings with their diabetes. They might feel afraid. They might feel shame or guilt. They might feel out of control. They might feel worried. They might feel confused. All of these are feelings that people will have, women will have, about their type 2 diabetes. The shame and the guilt come from, I should be doing it differently. I'm doing it wrong. I'm doing it badly. The confusion comes from, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here to fix this. I don't understand. There's so much information. The worry comes from, I might die early. The fear comes from, I'm going to break my body in a way that I can't undo. Recognize these stories, right? I'm doing it wrong. I am wrong. I'm messing it up. I'm confused. I don't know. What do I do? I might die. I don't know if I can fix this. All of those are our thoughts and they're optional. And the reason that you know they're optional is because not everybody has the same thought. Not everybody has the same belief about their diabetes. In fact, I would offer there are people out there that are like not worried at all. They have no concerns at all about their diabetes. They're like, give me the med. Can I wash it down with some chocolate cake? They don't have any concerns at all about their type 2 diabetes. The difference between your diabetes and their diabetes, the only difference between the two is the belief. Your belief of, I don't know how to fix it, I'm doing it wrong, I might die, that's your thought. Their thought of, there's medicines to fix this, let me have them. That is the only difference between diabetes in person A and diabetes in person B, okay? And again, nothing is wrong with any of it. There is not a thing wrong with the human that knows they have diabetes and just wants to take the med and wash it down with chocolate cake. That is totally fine. It's just the way they want to do it. But for folks who want to do it differently and want to come off their meds and want to live a healthy life and want to feel like they're assured in their health, there is help for those folks. But coming at your disease process from a place of, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so confused about what I need to do. I've been doing it wrong all this time. Creating these feelings of confusion, of worry, of guilt, of shame. That is not a functional place to create the results that you want in your life. And what I want to offer you is that you have agency to change those beliefs. There is something else that is equally true about your diabetes and about what you believe about yourself. If you're listening to this podcast, there is something equally true about that. And that equally true thing is that you do believe there is a way to do this, to live your life and not be sick with diabetes, and you just need to figure out how. That's all. It doesn't have to be shame and guilt and fear and worry and confusion. There is a concept called indulgent emotions. And these are emotions that we spend a lot of time in that don't really create any change. We just sit there and ruminate in those feelings. Usually they don't feel great. (laughs) 
and they don't ever create a new result in our life. If you find that you're spending a lot of time in shame or guilt or worry or confusion or overwhelm or desire or urges for food, all of those are typically indulgent emotions and they very rarely move us forward. So this is the great next part of this, right? So many times women will realize that they are thinking something that's getting them a feeling and an action and a result they don't like, and then they beat themselves up over it because they're the reason that they're getting this result. That's what goes through their head. Nothing functional comes from that, and that is never the point of doing this work. The point of doing this thought work, of looking at what thoughts we have, what feelings they create, what actions they're driving, and what results we get from that, the point of this is from a place of curiosity, to do this work from a place of curiosity, to see what is it that I'm creating, what else is true in the world, what could be different, what else is possible. All of these curious Thoughts, curious approaches create something different or at least offer us the possibility to have something different. When we believe that I have created this and because of that I'm suffering and it's wrong and I'm screwing it up, it keeps us stuck. It does not move us forward versus having this curious approach actually starts to move us forward. When we believe it's something we've done wrong, we immediately want to fix it. Like, oh my God, I've done it wrong. I need to stop doing it wrong. I need to do it differently. I don't feel like that's functional. You're not going to go from believing I'm broken, I'm sick, I might die and being worried and hiding in the bedroom, taking a nap watching Netflix, not having a conversation with anybody about how to fix it, you're not going to go from those avoidant actions that keep you sick to the belief that, oh, it's all going to be great and grand. I'm going to figure it all out. I'm going to live naturally healthy life until I'm 150. You are not going to switch those two places quickly. It's a process. So finding something that sounds true to you, that you can believe organically in your body, but as a step in the right direction. That's what curiosity will allow you to start to consider. Like I'm sick right now with type two diabetes, but I know that biology and the biology of my body is normal if I can just stop eating foods that make me sick, right? That's so much more easy to consider and to live from than this idea that you're going to, you know, have this forever naturally healthy body that's not sick, that you never eat anything bad, that you blah, 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 blah. All those other thoughts that are so great and grand and vast, they might be available to you in the future. But if right now you're living in a place of fear, worry, shame, and guilt, it is unlikely those thoughts are available to you right now. So what thought is in between? Curiously, what thought is in between that can move you closer to the results that you want? That is emotional responsibility, friends. That is where we evaluate the things that we're feeling, the thoughts that create them, and what else is true from a place of curiosity.
So again, how this works, the thought model is a five-step process. We have a circumstance. We have thoughts about circumstances. Those thoughts drive feelings in our body. Those feelings drive actions. Those actions give us our results. The results are almost always somehow related or evidence of the original thought. That's how the thought model works. We do not use this tool to beat ourselves up. We use this tool to curiously see what we're creating and then to see how we can create something we want in our life. Most of us float through life not realizing that this is even existing, right? We don't understand the concept of confirmation bias. Nobody teaches us that. So we float through life not understanding that that's a thing and that we have a lot of control over what we're creating. Once we realize that we have a lot of control over what we're creating, we immediately wanna jump to beating ourselves up because we're in control. Why were we doing it wrong? Not helpful. What's more helpful is from a place of curiosity, what can I create? What else is true about this scenario that moves me closer to the things I want to create? Friends, this is where coaching comes in. This is why coaching is so important. Y'all know that this is the year of the woos for me, the year of the feelings. So I've been sitting with these feelings, with all of the feelings about all of the things. My health is less of an issue for me because I've been living this way where I know that, oh, my brain offers me food when things are stressful, but I don't need to comply with that. I've been living with that reality for three, four, five years now. So my health is not my issue. My business, my fiscal responsibility, my kids, my family life, all of these things are the things that I've been having to really lean into the uncomfortable feelings. This year, as the year of the woo, has definitely brought all of this emotional component to the forefront of my existence. And emotional responsibility, the ability to recognize how I am creating my results with the things that I believe, has been just such an empowered space to live from. This is what folks need to reverse their type 2 diabetes. You don't need me to tell you to lay off the chocolate cake, you know that. You don't need me to tell you that the sodas are a problem. You don't need me to tell you that pizza and, you know, pancakes are an issue. You know that. You don't need me to tell you that. Figuring out the things you believe about yourself that have created the result of you being diabetic, that is what we need to figure out, and that's what coaching helps with. So if that's something, if this resonates with you, if you're like, oh my gosh, there's something to this. Yes, I live with fear and worry and confusion and guilt and shame. I live with this all the time. And I totally am the person who just wants to hide in my bedroom and not talk about this. If that's your reality, there is help for you. Please hear me. There is a way to learn how to manage and navigate this so that you're not sick with type 2 diabetes. If that's something you're ready to do, reach out to me. Send me a message, delane at delanemd.com. We'll set up a consult. You'll find out how my program will work to help you reverse your type 2 diabetes. I hope you found this helpful. I will be back next week. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe and share with your friends and family. Also leave me a review. If you want to resolve your diabetes naturally without any pills or injections, I can help you. Visit DelaneMD.com for more information. Click on the work with me tab, send me a message, and we can set up a mini coaching session. You guys have a great week. I'll talk to you soon.